It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. Well, we always like to tell you about new world records, especially if it's a world record for the loudest burp. Where did this happen? What country can claim this? Australia. Australian guy stole it from a British man. Taking it back. He is. The British sent their own to a penal colony in Australia. They formed their own nation, and now they took the belching record back. One of his reasons for doing this was because an Englishman had it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. It's like when we beat the Americans in hockey. It's like, this is ours. It belongs here. 112.4 dangerous levels things like concerts car horns they're at 110 so he's louder than that without further ado here's the world record (laughs) belch it's disgusting (laughs) (laughs) it's so quick it's recorded on somebody so one more time (laughs) it sounds like a goat all right, and then there's a bit of a pause and the person who's there from guinness with their little decibel reader they have they have the final results. One more time. 112.4. Yeah, we did it. And it's not like there's like a cloud of like people politely applauding. It's not like, oh, very nice. They're it's like, like yeah. it's his pals there. Like, yeah. It looks like it's done in a pub. <laughs> like, this thing could not be more appropriate for setting the world record. No kidding. Is there a world record for loudest fart? There better be, because that should go to the Australians too, the people down under. Keep hearing about these supply chain shortages, and there's one shortage that many of us never really anticipated happening, but a Santa's helper shortage. A lot of people can't get any Santas this year, partly because... Most Santas are like at the retired age. (laughs) They're in a vulnerable group. They're a vulnerable group for getting out there and being around people with this pandemic thing going on. They don't want to get the Omicron virus, you know. Shame on you. That's not even funny. Integrating Santa's laugh into the (laughs) pandemic. (laughs) So anyways, this is understandable. Uh, Got me thinking like maybe we could just switch it up this year. Have the manger scene. The baby Jesus take the requests. Okay, there's been a lot of pandemic babies. Right, so that's what I mean. Yeah, no shortage of babies. No shortage of babies. You put the baby in like a manger. The kids come with, you know, within six feet of the manger and and whisper to the baby Jesus what they want for Christmas. And it's kind of like Santa because the baby Jesus hears all our prayers. Exactly. And and babies (laughs) have a good gauge of whether you've been good or bad. You know those babies that just look at certain people and they cry and then the other one they laugh at? It almost seems like they know something about the people. Do this <laughs> till we get more Santas back. Okay. That's a bizarre <laughs> request, but I'm, it's so weird I'm kind of on board with this. <laughs> it's, it'd be fun. The babies will love it. Dear baby Jesus, I want a Nerf gun and a Tonka truck and a bicycle. Wah, Thank you. Wah, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, oh, sweetheart. The baby Jesus a, cried, so that, you're not getting anything this is that, year. Is that a yes or a no? I don't know. I really love stories of eccentric politicians who just waste taxpayers' money on nonsense. And then they have to be driven out of town. <laughs> the argument could be made that a roadside attraction in your town is great for tourism. We've got some examples of this around here. There's Big Bruce up in Chesley. A giant Muskoka chair. Or the giant goose in Wawa. It's an opportunity to stop and you get a picture with the family if you're on vacation. It's good for tourism. And that's what this Georgia mayor of a little town called Fitzgerald thought. 
we need a giant chicken in our town. He somehow convinced the townspeople this was a good idea, spent up to $300,000 on it. The price tag just kept going up and up. Next thing you know, the town's turning against him. This chicken is too expensive. (laughs) It's supposed to be one of the cheaper meats. I can't put food on the table and you're building a giant chicken? Can we eat the giant chicken? No? Well, then I'm against it. Well, I mean, it sounds like some of the bickering that goes on around here sometimes. Like, how much did that boardwalk cost? You know, people always have something to complain about, but they complained with their vote. This time, they voted them out. And so now there's this new mayor in the town trying to decide, what do we do with this 19-meter-tall chicken that has a bed and breakfast, apparently. There's a bed and breakfast yeah. inside the chicken? Yeah, that's the plan. What else is inside you the chicken? You can climb into the chicken, look down at the town from the top of the chicken, it looks like. And laugh at the citizens below. <laughs> and they spent what on this? <laughs> yeah, so what do you do? And I wonder if there was that argument when they brought the radar from Venastra into Clinton. You know, the big radar there. Why would we bring that all the way from Venastra? The war's over now. There hasn't been war in years. What's the point? It's just a big hunk of metal. How much did the gas cost to bring the radar? I hate Finastra. They're like, it's not political anymore. You're just getting opinionated. (laughs) No one knows what it is. Venastra sounds like a herpes medication. Like, oh, the herpes medication guy is back at Central Huron Council. (laughs) He's still complaining 30 years later. So we were at the Wingham and Seaforth Santa Claus parades this weekend. Seaforth on Friday night went there with Trish the Dish, but she was sitting in the back seat. And whenever I would be swerving to one side or the other on the road along Main Street and Seaforth, <laughs> she'd give me a little tap on the shoulder. She'd be like, hey, buddy, like turn the other way. You're going to hit people. And if you got really close to the people, she'd whack you over the head. Because something you don't realize is when you're, <laughs> when you're driving a float in a Santa Claus parade, you're looking at the people. You're not looking ahead of you. I know. You kind of look ahead every minute or two to see, like, okay, like maybe I need to speed up or slow down a little bit. So I was doing the Wingham parade, and there was a few times. I'm not so worried about the people on the sides because I think I have a good sense of that, but it's the cars in front of me because I'm so distracted by the people that I feel like I'm going to smash into the car in front of me. And it was funny. The car in front of me was an insurance company. So I thought, <laughs> I figured, well, I guess if I do bang into the car, I'm sure they have insurance. Or maybe they don't, because that's the perfect crime, right? Yeah, maybe. You figure they have insurance because they're an insurance company, but like, I don't know. You know what they say, the carpenter's house is never done. Maybe they forgot to get insurance for themselves. They're just too busy giving insurance to other people. So maybe it's good you didn't back into them. Yeah. Because then it would have been a whole to-do. You would have had to call the police in the (laughs) middle of the parade, stop the Wingham Parade entirely. I just sometimes, I get a little worried that, yeah, someone's going to try and cross the road. Because... You know, you see those people during like a bike race or a, a marathon and people crossing the road. You just don't trust people after seeing all those videos. And you figure if they're doing that in a race, like you should know better not to cross the road during a parade. But you got to be careful out there. Parades are weird, right? Like they're not moving that fast, though. You could you could dart out across the street in the middle of a parade. It's the only time you can throw something on the roof and somehow it's legal. <laughs> it is Just, true. We're all driving without seatbelts. There's nah. lights that are illegal for inside the cabin of the car. The music's cranked. Our heads are out the window. But for some reason, it's okay. Yeah. Thanks for letting us slide, police. There was these 61 people. They got storm stayed at a pub in Yorkshire, England. So this pub is like the highest altitude pub there. 
And so sometimes a storm will blow up and it's not uncommon that people will have to stay the night, sometimes two or three days, like in this situation. But here's the worst part of the story. They were there watching an Oasis cover band. No Oasis. <laughs> Could you imagine being locked in a pub, tiny pub, and you're there with like fake Oasis? Do Wonderwall again. Doing it for three hours. It sounds like kind of fun, though. They had a quiz night. They did karaoke, watched movies, and, of course, listened to No Oasis. It'd be fun to be, like, trapped at a local legion or something in our area. And they got, like, a country cover band there. Darth Brooks, for example. Garth Brooks with a Darth Vader mask. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Changes to Darth Vader to avoid <laughs> a lawsuit. This calling Baton Rouge. But this is friends in low places. Molly Parton at the Duke in Goderich. Oh, yeah, I've seen her. She's good. Fake Shelton playing at Mary's in Lucknow. Huron County's own Keith Rural. He's like Keith Urban, but he sucks yeah. more. My mom's birthday this weekend, so the whole family went out to a restaurant, and this restaurant had a robot that delivers food to the table. What? We're there already? We're there already. So the robot comes up to your table to take your order and everything? It's got a big creepy smile. No, you order on the iPad, and then the robot brings the food over. People make the food. They put the food on the robot. Robot brings the food. Well, well, describe it. Is it like a square box or is it like a humanoid that walks up or what? It doesn't walk. It has wheels. Okay. It kind of looks like Eve from Wally. It's got the creepy smile and the weird dead eyes. Has it been that long since I've gone out to eat? Maybe. Like robots are delivering food now? But there's one very important job. The robot sang happy birthday to my mom. And then it sang happy birthday a second time. It kind of malfunctioned. Oh, no. So it did the happy birthday song. And we all sang with the robot. And then it restarted <laughs> the song. So we all had a good laugh and heard happy birthday a second time. And then it started the third time. And all the tables around us, no, stop the robot. Stop it. They're saying already. So then a staff member came and like pushed <laughs> some buttons on the robot. And the robot started walking away, rolling away. Big sad smile on its face now. <laughs> but it, it said as it was walking away, and I swear this is real. As it was leaving, it was like, enjoy your meal. Like it didn't say like, enjoy your meal. It was, yeah. like, it was like said it like it had a little bit of attitude. Yeah. It was awesome. Enjoy your meal. It made me happy. I wanted to sing again. <laughs> I was having a moment and you turned me off. Do you tip the robot? Uh, I don't think so. I guess not. They don't spend. They don't eat, Matthew. Well, the poor robot. I'm, I feel bad for the robot now. Well, he, he, I feel good for the wait staff. Because remember how at restaurants, it's somebody's birthday. So all the waiters and waitresses have to gather around and sing happy birthday. Then some other idiot in the restaurant sees it tell them it's your birthday oh and then they're all night going around singing happy birthday those were the days but some people just hate singing i didn't sign up to sing happy birthday i signed up to wade tables it's not even your real birthday it's not in the job description so thank you to the robot that sang happy birthday twice and tried to do a third time for my mom this weekend she really appreciated it so there's this organization participation you've probably heard of them they usually do surveys on kids activity and making sure that kids are getting enough activity to stay healthy. Well, they used to have advertisements on the TV, like back in the 90s, I remember. Participation. There'd be people working out. You'd get all inspired. Back in the 1900s. So the last couple of years, they've been tracking adult fitness as well. And they usually give grade levels, A, B, C, D, or F for activity levels. Adults in Canada have gotten an F. Oh, for sedentary behavior. Apparently, uh, we spend most hours sitting around, either 
watching TV, playing video games, doing paperwork, commuting to your job. You work in one town, well, but you live in another. You got a long commute. You're just sitting on that commute. You're not running. You're driving. Doing paperwork? Well, I can't do paperwork while doing jumping jacks. You're I'm, not trying hard enough. I'm sorry. Participation says F. Of course we're sedentary for eight hours. We call it work. Yeah. Especially in radio. So we got a couple suggestions. Things you can do just to kind of add a little more cardio. Well, maybe if you live in Wingham, you can get those extra steps by walking to the KFC. There you go. It's on the outskirts of town there. It's like 2,000 steps. If you're going to the McDonald's in Godrich, order the 20-pack of nuggets and you alternate hands when you feed yourself. It's like doing bicep curls. It's just the little things. Mm. So we got... Christmas dinner plan for uh, Trish the Dishes family. Mm -hmm. And I've been tasked with making meatballs. Oh, that's your job. So I tell you about this yesterday and you said, ooh, maybe make the meatballs plain Jane because the kids apparently, I've no, I don't have any nieces or nephews, but you said kids usually gravitate toward the meatballs. Well, you were saying you wanted to make your prize winning meatballs just full of flavor. So good you don't even need sauce. The, one fills up your whole fist. Exactly. I think they're asking you to bring Huron County meatballs, which is just like a box cup at M&M Meats or something, and then you throw it in a crock pot and you put ketchup and barbecue sauce in there. That's what the kids eat. So I had the same dilemma once. I was supposed to bring meatballs once, and we ended up just making the ones that the kids like because that's all they eat at Christmas dinner. They'll put a roll, maybe some mashed potatoes, and meatballs. They hardly even touch the turkey. I was going to say, where's the turkey in this equation? They, they just, I don't know. It's just like the texture of it some kids don't like. Resorted to just doing the, the plain Jane thing just to please the kids. But I, I'm not saying this is what you should do. But you asked uh, Trisha's mom and she suggested that as well. But her brother, like he hunts and he smokes me. I want to impress him. I know. You want to impress the family. And, and this was my thinking when I was asked to bring Brussels sprouts once. I brought them with toasted almonds and feta cheese once. And nobody touched it. Oh, were you that dish at dinner yeah. that nobody touched? It was, I, guess, I guess it scared them. The following years, I just did salt, pepper, a little olive oil, and they were a hit. So oh. sometimes you got to just play the hits. It's like if you go to a <laughs> Willie Nelson concert, he knows at this point, yeah, I got to play the hits. I want to play the new stuff, the fancy stuff that I'm working on. But you got to play the hits. Anyways, here's on the road again. Exactly. <laughs> it's the same with Christmas dinners. Don't mess it up. Just it's play on the road again? Just on a loop? Meatballs and barbecue sauce in a crock pot. All right. Don't switch it up, buddy. We were listening to that Christmas song earlier, The Little Drummer Boy. And I got to thinking about that song. I love the melody and everything of that song, but isn't it kind of odd to go greet a baby playing a drum? I've had some babies. They don't like loud noises. You've had three babies. They just want to sleep. Newborns, they'll sleep for like two months straight. But you have a theory on how the baby Jesus tolerated the little drummer boy. What I'm wondering is, is it possible that maybe the baby Jesus was born deaf? And since Jesus was a miracle worker, at some point he realized he couldn't hear. And he just touched his ears. Oh! Then he could hear things. He's God. He can tune out a drummer. No, the whole point of it is that God became man and experienced annoying things like other people. <laughs> like, like other men. <laughs> like kids playing drums. Right. That's the whole point of the whole story. Kid practicing his paradiddles. That's the whole point of the manger scene. Like a humble birth. So your theory is the baby Jesus was born deaf, and then because he couldn't hear the little drummer boy, yes. he healed his own hearing? That's when he realized, 
everyone else is like cringing at the sound of the little drummer boy. And he's thinking to himself, I can't hear anything. And then he touches his ears and voila, the first miracle. It's just a fan theory. You can send your complaints to <laughs> Matt. There's nothing to complain about. With two T's at country1049.ca. It's a made up song. It's not in the Bible. The little drummer boy is not in the Bible. Oh, now you really send your complaints. Fun fact. It's nice that you can go to your car, your truck in the morning, you get inside, and typically there's not a snake wrapped around your rearview mirror. No, not usually. I'll sometimes get a little bit of a scare from a spider that's built a web overnight, and you, you go to get in the car, and you're actually going through the web to sit in the seat, and you're like, yeah, The spider's not venomous. No. They're it, typically harmless around the city. So area. whatever, you just cup it in your hand and let it go. Or I'm, you smash the hell out of well, it. no. Either way. Spiders are our friends. Nah, not when they're in my car. But the things they have to worry about in Australia, this poor family, they just went to the park for a picnic. Go sit down for their nice family picnic, come back to the car. There's a python hanging from their rear view mirror. Oh, my goodness. They're calling animal control just for going for a picnic. <laughs> like, we have to call animal control sometimes because there's a raccoon or... Has a raccoon ever ate anybody? No. Pythons, yes. Hey, they've wanted to. Yeah. Have you seen their eyes? Malice. No, yeah. Nothing but malice in their eyes. I think that's just the fur around their eyes. Yeah, that's, them, that's what they want you to think. Yeah. It's really the evil. It's not a real mask. It really makes you thankful to live in a place like Huron County. It's true. They Australia, they got pythons breaking into the car, going around the mirror. Worst thing that happens in Huron County, somebody from Carlos sneaks into your car. You just pepper spray them and get out of here. Oh. You kick them back home. Oh, kidding, Carlo. We love you, Carlo. We don't love... We like you as friends. We love you, but we're not in love with you. You got to hand it to people who have values and they stick with them. I, I have values, but sometimes I bend the rules in certain situations. Well, there's this New Zealand member of parliament. She's a member of the Greens, like the Green Party there. Okay, so they're environmentally conscious. Environmentally conscious. She rides a bike everywhere and apparently anytime. She rode her bike to the hospital on Sunday to give birth she was having a baby. She was in labor, bikes to the hospital. An hour later, baby's born. That's and, risky. And she believed in like not using cars, not <laughs> emitting fossil fuel emissions so much. There was a human being coming out of her body. And she said, nope, my principles <laughs> do not get jeopardized. I am riding my bicycle to the hospital. The voters are going to understand in this one situation, you get a cab or you call someone up for a car ride. Every now and then, you make an excuse for yourself to lower those values. For me, it's when we go to the cottage. I, I, I never will buy bottled water, but that's the one time I do because there's no running water oh, yeah, up at the cottage. You need water to live. And then I buy, like, plates, you know, paper and plastic cutlery and stuff. And it's like, I feel guilty about it, but, like... Washing dishes there is a nightmare, and so I let myself do it just once a year. <laughs> oh, Matthew. But you let your values down big time. Something yeah. you did your whole life was not eat pork. Yeah, Muslims don't eat pork. Yeah. And finally decided, I'm going to eat pork. I hear about bacon all the time, and I went to Lucan Bacon Fest, beautiful Lucan, Ontario. Have you never smelled bacon and thought, that smells good? Yeah, but like... Or does it only smell good if you've tasted it? I mean, I hear heroin's great, but I've never tried it, so I don't know what I'm missing. Right. 
So I finally tried bacon, and bacon's good. So you go to Bacon Fest with the intention of not having bacon? I've been there before and not had any of the food with bacon in That's it. That's just torture. Yeah, it was what it was. <laughs> it's but, like wall-to-wall bacon in the town of Lucan. But now it's like every weekend now, it's like I have bacon. Bacon's good. Uh, put it on burgers. Put it in hot. You can put it in anything. You can brush your teeth with it. It's amazing. You were a bacon virgin until like just a couple years ago. It's one. It's one of the rare things that is like it's underrated. Even though people talk mm. about how great it is, it's still underrated. It's one of the few things that like lives up to the expectation. Bacon is like almost a, a seasoning at this point. Just sprinkle some bacon on it. This is a happy, happy accident for this Michigan high school basketball team. They were just newly formed. Someone was putting together the group chat so they could communicate about upcoming games and practices and whatnot. Someone accidentally put a wrong number in the group chat. Turned out to be kind of a good number. Next thing you know, there's a message. Y'all meant to add me to this? You know who I am? His name's Sean Murphy Bunting, the cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got an NFL player from the Bucks. He sent a selfie and everything, and they're like, no, this has got to be fake. This how somebody- did, but how did they get him? They're in Michigan. Right. This guy's from Michigan. So the Oh, he still got a Michigan phone number? Still had a Michigan phone number. It was just one number off. So they were lucky to get this guy on their group chat. Next thing you know, they, they sort of asked him, hey, prove it's you. He's doing a FaceTime with them, and he's going around the Buccaneers dressing room. Tell me he got Tom Brady on the yes. video. Yes. Oh. Eventually, Tom Brady walks into the locker room, and he's talking to the kids. And the kids were just losing their minds. How exciting would this be? What a happy accident. Oh, my goodness. Oh. And any kids that didn't pick up for that particular group chat would have been like, oh, I missed it. I think they recorded it, though. Oh, my goodness. How cool would that be? Could you imagine, like, yeah. some kids at South Huron District High School, they're putting together their FaceTime call. Yeah. They accidentally get, like, Austin Matthews from the Leafs. Amazing. It would be so much fun. And he's like, hey, I'm here with Mitch Marner. Do you want to see him? And they're like, no, Mitch Marner sucks. Oh, So there's this video, it's been going around, and it's this dude proposing to who I presume is his girlfriend. It's a beautiful setting. It looks like they're in a downtown somewhere, and there's a fountain, Uh Oh, and the place is lit up, and it's beautiful, and he gets down on one knee, and he pulls out the ring box, and she hands over her mouth. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is going to be the best moment of my life. And then he can't quite get the ring box open, so he kind of turns it to him and pries it open and it snaps open and the ring flies out and it falls into a little grate. So a lot of these fountains have like grates nearby. They filter out all the trash and the ring falls in there. So now he's lost the ring. One of the guys filming says, I think what we're all thinking. Are you serious? Yeah. And then they spend about 90 seconds looking for the ring and Buddy who's filming comes over and tries to use a cell phone light to find the ring. And the girls standing there just awkwardly Waiting for something to happen, but it's not happening. What do you do in this case? Do you do like a, uh, I guess it's going to be an IOU, but do you want to marry me still? Do you want to marry an idiot who can't open a ring box? You practice. You practice opening the ring box. That's a good point. A lot of people probably never practice this whole thing, especially when you're on one knee. You're not properly balanced on one knee. Practice makes perfect. Right? Why do they go down on one knee? That's just asking for a disaster. This is what I love about the new boardwalk in the town of Godrich. I walked the whole thing last night. It's beautiful. And it's not uncommon to see proposals on a sunset evening in Godrich on the boardwalk. 
There's no spaces between the boards. The planks are right next to each other. No gaps. So if you drop that ring, going to be easy to I'm, find. I think that's why they made it extra wide for all the proposals. That's right. That's exactly why. We need room for dogs. We need room for all those proposals. Yeah. We need it wider. Had nothing to do with wheelchair accessibility. It was about the proposals. Well, all of the above. You sometimes complain about your big schnoz. You got a big nose. But I think you should be more like this Turkish man. He has the world record for the longest nose, 3.46 inches from the bridge to the tip. And so I measured yours. Yours is 2.5 inches. Oh, my goodness. Like almost 3.5. Like my nose is huge, and that dude's nose is like an inch longer than mine. But I like his perspective on it. The kids used to bug him at school, call him big nose. <laughs> but I'm not stereotyping here, but like Italians, Greeks, Turks, Syrians, Lebanese, Israelis, we got the biggest noses on the planet. But there's benefits to it. So this guy says, God made me like this. There's nothing that can be done in this situation. So I've learned to live in peace with my physique. I don't know. There That's is plastic not- surgery. There's things that can be done. Well, but if he's good with it, I'm not shaming this He's dude. good with it because he has an enhanced sense of smell. Does he, though? Is he, that true? That's what he says. He says, uh, he'll say, hey, there's a smell in here. And then uh, other people like, I don't smell it. And he can get right to the bottom. Yes, yes. It smells like burned toast. I smell it all the time. He can immediately tell which dish is cooked. I wonder if he can tell like when what he ordered at a restaurant is coming. Oh, our meal's coming soon. I can smell it. Like there's benefits to this, right? He, He replaced Lassie on the show. And he can do party tricks. He inflates balloons with his nostrils. He what, says. What's that, Mehmet? <laughs> Little Timmy stuck in the well? He's like, yes, I told you. He's stuck in the well. I can I, smell him. I, I could smell Timmy I, in the well. I smell people in the well. <laughs> yeah, with my big nose. Enhanced <laughs> smell. I told you. So there you go. Consider it a blessing to have a large nose, Fatty. There, uh, there you go. Yeah. Ugh, Be more what, like this guy. Yeah, but that guy, they're not putting that guy on television. They're putting him on, on radio like they did with me. <laughs> Excuse me. So we're eating here. Couple, we, we're, we're a couple days late to this. Yeah. But uh, Canadian superstar Justin Bieber, we don't play him at the station, but you probably know his name. You know he's from down the road in Stratford. Well, we do play him, actually. He's in that song, 10,000 Hours. I guess we do play some Justin Bieber here, with don't Dan we? With Dan and Shay. Look at us. He collabs with everybody. Including Tim Hortons. Exactly. He, he has these new Timbits, the Tim Biebs. You've heard about them. So I swung through the drive-thru just now. And we were able to get some. They've been hard to get. Apparently, people are going to Tim Hortons and they just can't make them fast enough. So we got some of them and they're good. They're really good. Specifically, the uh, birthday cake waffle flavor tastes like you're eating waffles. Delicious. eh? By the way, not a paid advertisement for Tim Hortons. Or Justin Bieber. We'd be happy to criticize either Tim Hortons or Justin (laughs) Bieber. <laughs> but the Tim Beebs, the newly released Justin Bieber Timbits, the Tim Beebs are pretty good. I can get behind those. We got the chocolate white fudge as, as well. They didn't have the sour cream chocolate chip at that Tim Hortons. It's also kind of annoying for people that work at Tim Hortons. Well, uh, it's already bad enough. Like Tim Hortons workers, they work so damn hard. And then customers have to come up with new fresh hell to give these retail workers. What are people doing now? Oh, they're going up. Here, listen to this guy. <laughs> Coming up to the drive-thru. Hi, welcome to Martin. Hi, you already know why I'm here. Okay, what's happening? Oh, oh, oh. You're playing Justin Bieber oh. through the mic. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Justin. Selena Gomez is not home. No. <laughs> <laughs> she roasted him back. Nice. Selena Gomez is not home. Oh, my goodness. But, like, they don't have time for that crap. You to play a Justin Bieber song. Oh, dude, they're just, at work. Just get your order in. If you're going to do anything, just make it short and, and go, Waffle. At least you're ordering and singing at the same time. Oh, you should have run that joke by me. That waffle. was really bad. The I, waffle one, it's good. That's the one I'm getting. That joke was bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> the Tim Beeps. I would say try them out, but the, the, the birthday cake waffle ones are really good. Yeah, I think they're all good. And don't play any loud Justin Bieber music. These are Tim Horton's workers. They're working their butts off. <laughs> they don't need to listen to Beebs, make their day even worse. I don't know who needs to hear this, but uh, in case you haven't heard, you can't pay for your gas with cannabis. Why not? Well, you get arrested. Oh, that's a good reason. So this happened at a gas station on Highway 10 in Caledon. So this guy filled up his car with gas, went in and said, hey, can I pay with cannabis instead of money? Well, could he? No. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I guess it doesn't hurt to ask. I was going to say, the worst they'll say is no, or I guess the worst they'll say is I'm calling the police. But this isn't even a good trade, is it? Like, cannabis Well, it is... depends how much cannabis you're trading, well, Matthew. I mean, ga- gas prices are so high. If you're if you're getting 10 bucks worth of gas, yeah, a gram or two of cannabis is, is going to be worth about the same. This old school gas station doesn't even accept pot. No, and someone called the police, too, because I, I think he was... As high as the gas prices, let's just say. (laughs) (laughs) He was high, charged with impaired driving, and trying to pay with cannabis. Uh, Is that a charge? (laughs) Sounds like it. It sounds like it would be. (laughs) This poor dude, man. You got to check which gas stations take weed first. Yeah. Like the McEwen in Exeter, you can pay in weed there. Go Kenya? You can pay at that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then there's, I think it's a, is it a Shell? What's the one across from the car wash in Clinton? That one takes weed. Right. The Solo? Uh, in Goderich, they take weed. Okay. And I think the Amberley service station also takes weed. <laughs> so now you know, and knowing is half the battle. So this happened in Dufferin County on Wednesday. Some person stole a Toyota Corolla from a parking lot. That's a good car to steal. <laughs> They're reliable automobiles. So this was an Orangeville resident, and... This thief was stupid because the police started looking for the stolen vehicle. They found it in the ditch. Oh, just boy. A, just up the road. Got to know how to drive these things before you steal them. Well, first of all, it, he didn't have a license. It was suspended. So there's a charge there. <laughs> well, yeah, of course he didn't have a license. Yeah. That's why he stole the vehicle. He couldn't get it legally. He can't drive and did he even check before he stole the vehicle if there was winter tires on oh, it? Oh, I want to steal this vehicle, but the province won't let me. Uh. Uh, That's a very good point. Car thieves, if you're going to steal a vehicle, check to make sure it has winter tires. You don't want to get on the road. Here on county highways here, you steal a nice Corolla and you realize it's still got its summer tires on. Think. Think before you steal a car. Exactly. You want a nice pickup truck with new winners on it. That's the way to do it. So I had to call Bell yesterday and the customer service line. Oh, what a nightmare. I've had to call Bell before. Finally get to a a real person after all the options. And then I, I hear chickens. Even before I hear a voice, there's chickens like this. Exactly like this. And I proceeded to tell the guy, you know, I need to authorize one of my kids, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You're hearing this the whole yeah, time. the whole time. And then I go, 
Are you in a barn? <laughs> are those chickens? Please don't tell on me. Yeah. Nervous that I would make a complaint. I said, no, dude, it's, it's all cool. I think it's actually kind of funny because I understand what it's like working from home. My dog would start barking at a squirrel. This guy had chickens. He was in the Philippines. And he's like, yeah, that's the chickens outside. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, it's okay, dude. I think it's hilarious. It's good to know for chicken farmers in Huron County, if you need some extra cash, you can work for Bell. Always work for Bell. (laughs) Growing up in the south end of London, I always saw mall walkers at the local mall. Yeah. And I used to see them in the town of Godrich as well, but not so much lately at Suncoast Mall. But there's a new place you can walk if you're afraid maybe to walk on the sidewalks or the weather's bad. They're letting people go for walks in the Huron County Museum. That's pretty cool. Just walk around the train, learn about history while you walk. 12 laps around the train is a kilometer. It's like a walk back in time. Sounds pretty exciting. You can learn something while you're there. The History Hikers of Huron. There's a good name for you. No, or not. I'm thinking this is cool, but like what happens when you get bored of the museum? Well, they have the jail right next door. The jail. This could be like the next level walkers. They go to the jail. They go up and down those spiral staircases. Could put a rock wall in on the wall there. You simulate the prisoners trying to get out of the jail. All get together at the end and try and lift the tank. And then if some of those seniors get tired, you just lay down in one of the jail cells. Seniors laying down in a cell and there's a jail patron who's like, Mommy, there's still some jail mates here. I live in Menacette. I've always had a dream of... Being inside a shopping mall, like a big shopping center, and then a massive snowstorm rolls in, and you get storm stayed inside the mall. Right. Remember that movie where Natalie Portman is lives in a Walmart? That's a sad movie. She had a baby in a Walmart, and she was broke. I remember watching- You imagine being a single mother having a baby in a Walmart? No, no, no. I would imagine when I was a kid, though, being stuck in Toys R Us or something. That was always a big dream of mine. <laughs> there was a bunch of people- trapped in an Ikea due to a snowstorm. 25 employees and six customers, and they had to stay the night in the Ikea. That's a good place to spend the night. Yeah, no kidding, because they got the beds there, couches. They got bunk beds. When was the last time you slept in a bunk bed? Oh, gosh. Oh, at a hostel. You could just grab one of those Ikea showrooms and say, hey, this is mine. I'm in here. Are those stoves and stuff functional? Uh, no, I don't think they are. You couldn't make breakfast on it? No, they're all just displayed. But they have the restaurant downstairs. They serve meatballs if you buy something. Oh, yeah. They can do a breakfast there, too, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So everyone got hooked up. It was a good time at Ikea. And that kind of got Matt and I thinking, we don't have an Ikea. We don't have a big shopping center in Huron County. But there are places that might be cool to get locked in. Canadian Tire might be a cool place in Goddard or Exeter. We were thinking Hensel Major Appliance and Mattress Center. They literally have the mattresses on the floor. Right. There's that- tons of places to sleep. Yeah, and then they could have like a used mattress sale <laughs> after the big event. Mattresses we <laughs> sold because we got storm stayed that one time. <laughs> 50% off mattresses. Dream come true for this uh, six-year-old boy. His name's Callan. Callan Perks. So he, he's a big fan of the Peterborough Peets. And they do this thing called the next-gen game where kids can sign up single-day contracts to see what it's like to be on a professional hockey league. So this guy auditioned, and he got to be the coach for the team. And there's a video going viral of young Callan giving a very impassioned speech to the Peterborough Peets, who, by the way, are at 8-11 and on this season. They're at 4-2-5. And... uh, In the speech, he references the Ottawa 67s. I guess they would be the main rival for Peterborough. They're at 
11 and 10 on the season. So they're just above the half. Well, this kid's inspiring. Listen to his speech in the locker room. Hi, this is my speech for tonight. Uh, here we go. Legends are made every day, and you could be one of the greats. You, you were the chosen one. You were the years in the making. So today, we work hard, get back hard, shoot hard, spread out, pass hard. So get in there. You want that puck. And shoot smart against Cranley. We won't let those 67s get a win in our barn. We're going to do whatever it takes to get the W. Today's starting lineup will be 22, 14, 25, 19, 7, and 30 in net. Yeah! The Peterborough Pete's there. there. Helping out with the video, too. Yeah, good Good for for him. Good for that kid. He's going to be a good coach someday. We added the Superman music. Yeah. (laughs) That was our addition. (laughs) I'd love to hear you give a speech. You're so nice. I don't know if you could coach sports. You're just too sweet. I'm like, well, you guys are trying your hardest. You get out there and, well, do the best you can. I'd just cave in. I'd start to get angry and then cave in. If you don't perform better, I'm going to make sure your parents get divorced. But I'm going to bring donuts. Yeah, but uh, I'll bring donuts. Uh, yes. But if you win, Domino's Pizza for everybody. Woo! No, for, I'd be a bad coach. Good for this kid, six-year-old Kalen Perks. Maybe one day he'll coach the Pete's, and they'll be better than, what is it, four two five on the season. <laughs> Sometimes I enjoy our politics because the stakes don't seem to be as high as in other countries. We, we tend to get along if you're liberal, conservative. There's this nice middle ground we can all meat it seems like right it's it's civil but then you get some odd bickering like this case out of the house of commons they've been doing some virtual meetings so there you're seeing a lot of mps apartments so there's this rule in the house of commons when you're doing a speech or trying to prove your point you can't use props in the u.s you see them use like pie charts they can't do that here our environment minister stephen gilbo he's got this bike hanging in the back of his zoom call It's a bike hanging on a wall, as you would sometimes store a bike if you have an apartment. There's nowhere else to put it. So what I did with my bike. Okay. This uh, other MP, uh, he's a conservative guy. Not that that necessarily matters, but he called him out on. He said, Mr. Speaker, he's just using that bike in the background uh, to make a statement about his environmental cred. I live here. (laughs) It's my bike. (laughs) And then the the dude's like, no, I'm not. That's just where I store my bike. You want me to remove my plants and my books and everything else? We all do this to a certain extent. I can see his recycling bin, the corner of it there. He's just showing off. (laughs) But we all do this to a certain extent. You know, even if someone's coming over to our house, we'll, you know, rearrange the bookshelf sometimes, you know, because, well, they might think I'm weird if I'm reading that book. Or I was working a job on Zoom for a while. And I'd make sure the room was clean. I'd make sure the door was shut so they couldn't see that I didn't make the bed. You know, we're always using props sort of to show off a better image of ourselves. But there was somebody from the NDP who had a, a pretty nice comment. Yeah, she said, only a conservative could see a bicycle as a partisan symbol. Oh, boy. They're bickering, but there's worse things to bicker about, at least. He's got training wheels on his bike, too. <laughs> he can't even ride a bike. I see plastic on that bike. That's not good for the environment. He bought it from Canadian Tire. 
He should have gone to a local bike shop instead. There's always something going on. <laughs> oh, Parliament. That's pretty funny. It's nice to know they're bickering about that instead of other more serious issues, mm. like our taxes or the housing crisis. We're heading into the holiday season now, and that's why our Christmas con- contest starts on Monday. It's called Santa Screenshots. We're going to be acting out a scene from a Christmas movie, and you have to guess what scene it is. So I, I got a scene from what I believe is a Christmas movie that you, we're not doing next week. So you believe this is a Christmas movie. Isn't well, it? Is it actually a Christmas this movie? This is one of those argumental Christmas movies where people are like, yeah, it's a Christmas movie because the Christmas happens during the movie at some point. So here's a, a little script. And that was it right there. Right there, that was the moment. I suddenly realized that unless something changed soon, I was going to live a life where my major relationship was with a bottle of wine and I'd finally die fat and alone and be found three weeks later half-eaten by wild dogs. Uh, the Sex in the City movie. <laughs> Sex in the City 2. No. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice 2. No, you're Batman. wrong. You, you, can't, you only get one guess, by the way, next week. Batman Returns. No. We did that earlier. Bridget Jones Diary. Christmas happens in that movie? Yeah, Colin Firth is wearing a reindeer sweater and they kiss in the snow and there's Christmas lights. So it Ew. takes place around Christmas time. So I would say that's a Christmas movie. Okay. How was my Renee Zellweger? It was fine. Yeah. Your eyes weren't squinty enough. <laughs> she always looks like she's chewing on lemons. Yeah, it's like, are your eyes open? Yeah. Yes, they are. I can't do a good Renee Zellweger. She's hard to do. Yeah. She's a hard actress to impersonate. You had me at hello. You see, your eyes were closed. That was a lot better. It was a bit better with the eyes closed. Yeah. Our apologies to Renee Zellweger. We apologize in advance for our acting skills. I didn't go to theater college, unlike one Matthew Hussey. That's right. I am an actor, and I'm going to be bringing it next week. Why'd you say it like that? Well, because I'm an actor. Do you have a speech impediment? Fesbian. I'm classically trained. Okay. So this will be easy for me. Well, why are you on the radio? Why aren't you on stage? Well, come on, showbird. Where's well, your tutu? Radio is theater of the mind. No, it's not. We play country music. <laughs> it's because I'm not good enough <laughs> to be a professional. <laughs> I failed college. <laughs> it's where great thespians go to die. <laughs> radio. They go to country <laughs> radio. <laughs> The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.